This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. They just talk all Sam and Dean. There's a Bigfoot out there, damn it, and he's a son of a bitch. They started season four. This is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single detail, nibble, and episode of the TV show Supernatural. Chris, goddamn right we before do. the Fourth of July. <laughs> How are you today? Are you are you ready to say Happy Birthday, America? I've never felt more American in my entire life, and that is false. Than, but than doing a podcast that's introduced by we cover every nipple of something. Yeah, that seems very American. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're we're here. We're we, here. We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna cover three more great episodes of season four, and I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Um, how do you feel about them? No stinkers yet. I'm, all, I'm I keep waiting for one to come up where I can at least definitively say this is like season three quality of an episode or season one quality mm-hmm. of an episode. But nope, it's just sure, been sure. the bar has been raised and it, it, they've been meeting that standard ever since. So um, I have fuck a, yeah. I have a question for you. Sure. A, uh, a friend of mine, friend of the show, Brian May, from uh, the Mega Ten Marathon podcast, is trying to get into Supernatural because there's a group of people on the Duckfeed Slack that just will not shut up about Supernatural. So he's he's trying to uh, hashtag join the conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he, he watched the first two or three episodes, and he's like, I don't like any of this, and this is bad, and I don't like Dean, I don't like Sam. Like, when does this get to be the show that you guys keep talking about? And I said that if you watch Hell House, and if you watch um, the last two episodes, and you watch the one with the shifter, whose name I forget, but the first episode with the shifter, mm-hmm. like if you don't like those four episodes from season one, you should just skip out on Supernatural. What do you think? What, what do you think is the upper threshold of people trying Supernatural season one before they get into it? Yeah, I think that that, that, I mean, that definitely is a good primer for it. Like I said before, I didn't really get into the show until uh, the end of season one. And I, I don't want to say I just tolerated it because I did like it, but I was never really excited and like looking forward to the next episode. I was just watching it with my pal. So it was, it was just a thing to do while we were hanging out. Um, and then by the end of season one, I got super into it. And that was coming from like 17 or 18 year old me who had a lot more tolerance for stuff. So obviously Brian, I don't know how old Brian is. He's probably a grown ass man. Um, might be looking at this from an adult perspective and be like, wow, this is really silly. And like, I don't care about any of this. Um, but I still think that the hooks can get in even, even later. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, if you can get through those early episodes, uh, the, the less than great ones, you can start to really get into the momentum of the show. And the characters really start to come into their own, especially, Early on, I think Dean develops really well into somebody who's really likable, um, and it takes a little bit longer for Sam to get there because, as we've said before, like Sam is there for the plot. Oh man! Sometimes like, until so. season until of season four, like Sam is just a fucking miserable yeah. person. Like yeah. I don't, I don't even want to talk about him anymore. I've done it. <laughs> I've talked yeah. about it so much. <laughs> like obviously, the, the relationship is what you watch it for, but outside of that relationship, one of your main characters is just serving a plot point. He's just serving the yellow eyes meta plot. Like it's not. He's not his own man, you know, until 
yeah, like you said, around season four, where obviously all the drama starts, and season three starts to get it a little better with it, but um, the show just continually gets better, especially the first five seasons. So, if you like horror, and if you can put up with a little bit of uh, growing pains, I think the show is totally worth getting into. Which has pretty much been the general opinion from what I've seen um, of, like, hey, just like give it a little bit of time. I'm not going to tell anybody to watch like 22 hours of television mm-hmm. if the first three aren't good. Like, I'm not going to tell somebody to play like a 40 hour video game on the, like, oh no, the first 20 hours suck. But after you get yeah. past the first 20 hours, everything's great. Nobody wants to do that. Like, no. everyone has like shit to do with their lives. But- like, I, I, if I remember correctly, I didn't really like the first season of The Office or Parks and Rec, which are now two of my favorite shows. It was just, I didn't get the humor yet. It wasn't, the show was still developing in both cases i mean when you look back on those things they can still be funny but it's every show has has these kind of growing pains or a lot of shows do and uh, i think supernatural definitely pays off in in more ways than a lot of other shows are able to do so um obviously i'm biased because i think supernatural might be my favorite show we started this podcast but like every time i watch an episode <laughs> i'm like about it holy shit i love this episode, or i love this tv show like what the fuck <laughs> I um, uh, Parks and Rec is an interesting example to bring up because I was watching some sort of uh, like writers show where they interview the writers of a television show Mm -hmm. and they brought in some people from uh, Parks and Rec as well as um, the Amy Poehler, the the main the main chick, and uh, they said after season one they had some like negative feedback, so they changed everybody to react to um, Leslie Nope, the character that Amy Poehler plays, in a in the first season they reacted to her like, Hmm, this chick crazy. But in season two, they, they just kind of roll with her and just like, yeah, she's a great person and everybody loves her. And I think that like makes the difference in the show. And similar to supernatural, I feel like even though Sam continues to be his like shitty self, developing Dean as more of just a dude bro. And into more of like a, a having a lot more depth of a character mm-hmm. really, really works. Yeah. They, um, they push back pu- or push past, those those early hiccups i think they do it pretty quickly because obviously we talk a lot of shit about sam but i love sam and i've said it a million times but um there is i mean you've you've based your entire personal appearance on sam yeah because so <laughs> yeah. i and i'm constantly defending sam because and i don't want people to think i don't like dean just dean doesn't need to be defended dean is just immediately likable <laughs> so i don't have to say anything he's selling himself sam doesn't do a very good job of selling himself so that's why i gotta be out here uh you know swinging for him so with that in mind i want you to go ahead and read the road so far because uh, our first episode is um it has some notable trivia to it where the creator of the series defends dean a little bit so i, I want to talk about that but I'll, first i want you to describe what we've been doing so far okay the road so far we are deep into season four and it's great so far the brothers have met an angel fought off past ghosts gone back in time and crushed on their mom sam revealed he's a whole new level of freak uh we watched some monster movies and dean got re hymenated it's been a hell of a season thank you uh friend of the show jess yeah thanks jess the uh the first episode we're going to cover today is yellow fever written by andrew dab and daniel laughlin directed by phil (laughs) and the description is several men die from fright after being infected with a mysterious illness that causes acute anxiety which leads to total terror yeah sam and dean investigate and dean becomes infected sam desperately searches for a cure before dean dies and is sent back to hell i like 
So number one, I really like that we just assume that Dean is going back to hell. Yeah, like what an the heck? angel pulled that dude out of hell. And I guess I guess they just like I would assume that if an angel saved me from hell, like I would immediately go to heaven. Yeah, it's like, like I might even is the deal still in effect? <laughs> like <it's- laughs> exactly. Um, so the the overall premise of this episode is that uh, basically people get scared to death, and it's this weird like this this whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense. I really like this episode; mm-hmm. it's a very funny episode, but like the. The quote-unquote monster of the week doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me because apparently it's like some infectious disease that makes you scared of things. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, at some point, it's uh, it's said that the reason that Dean gets infected with the scare disease and not Sam is because he's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Because the other people that have been infected are um, like bullies and kind of shitty people. But thank you to the uh, supernatural.wikia.com. <laughs> We have we have some feedback from one Eric Kripke. Are, are you ready for this? Oh my god! Are you ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> I'm going to do my best Eric Kripke impersonation. Great. It's going to sound a lot like me. I've never before responded directly to fandom's comments about an episode, and I don't plan to make a habit of it. But I couldn't resist dropping in a thought about Yellow Fever, which is this: Dean is not a dick. None of the writers or anyone on the creative team of Supernatural think Dean's ever been a dick, past, present, or future. He's a hero. Dean did not contract the ghost sickness because he's a dick. Victims contract the illness because they use, quote, fear as a weapon. Dean asks Lilith at the episode's end, why did I get infected? And she cryptically responds, you know why. Listen to your heart. We, as the writers, probably should have emphasized this mystery more. I take responsibility for that omission. But the point is, the reason he was infected is because of a secret he's keeping. A dark secret that will be revealed in episode 10. And not at all because of any dickishness. <laughs> implied or otherwise. It's not implied because you fucking wrote it. So He's a dick. <laughs> like, it's he's a total pretty dick. cut and dry no, in my mind. Honestly, I've, I've, I did pick up with that she said that, but it is such a minor, tiny little thing that I've never considered it to be a part of this episode. It's not something that lingers on that you think about in the next episode, because the secret that they're keeping is so minor and so underdeveloped at this point that it like it did not apply to me, or it didn't cross my mind at all. And once again... It's the the writers. They can't say that they didn't call him a dick or that they don't think he's a dick when they fucking called him a dick. So, I mean, Sam basically literally says you're a dick, and kind like that's dick. the reason you have the ghost sickness. Yeah. So and let's 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 describe this. I get so, that it's supposed uh, to be funny too. Him saying that, like, clearly there's more to it absolutely. than that. But like, it's just yeah, funnier if I yeah. call you a dick. This is a this is a funny episode. I think like I think our mm-hmm. our monster of the week here is kind of weak overall like ghost yeah, sickness doesn't definitely. i don't ever think it makes it like another appearance in the series which is a little weird like that the fact that this ghost who has been killed by being basically scared to death has infected the people that killed him with this weird ghost sickness but he waited 20 years to do it and also dean got it <laughs> like it's, it, it seems it's a, a little, little silly. <laughs> it's a little silly but the 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 core of this of this episode is Dean being a little scaredy cat with with everything that they do, which is kind of a delight to yeah, see. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. And the the very, it starts at the very beginning when the cold open with Dean kind of running, <clears throat> dressed in his full like FBI suit, 
running down the street, obviously scared and being chased. And then it turns out, like, we look down, and it's like some little Pomeranian with a yeah, bow on its, it's head. it's the smallest, cutest dog that they could find. It's the cutest little dog you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> so what, we cut to... And um, then we immediately... Yeah, it's cut to yeah, 43, 43 hours, hours later. Earlier. Okay. And th- yeah. is this them showing up at the police station? At the morgue. At the yeah. morgue, that's right. That's right. We got a little morgue scene. The boys are spending a lot more time doing, like, FBI jobs than ever before. Whereas, like, in episode one of the show, when they, you know, they see the, the accident where somebody's car was crashed or whatever, and they go up and they talk to the cops and they have their fake badges, and it's just, they're basically just, like, breezing on through, uh, and they still manage to get arrested and get in trouble. But now, three seasons later, they're just, like, full-on doing FBI investigations. <laughs> like, it's, they're getting riskier and riskier but they don't get caught anymore i guess yeah they the, people don't seem to care and this uh this this autopsy guy this coroner is just pretty blase about this whole thing of like hey you guys have seen a dead body before and they're like oh yeah and then just literally starts like squeezing the 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 blood out of all of these organs some of which gets directly on sam's face which is pretty hilarious yeah. and the, the guy says something about like oh Got some spleen juice on you. Yeah. Sorry. Like, how often does this happen that you were just so blasé about yeah, this? <laughs> he's an incredibly unaffected human being. And I guess the entire point of this is to say this guy died of a heart attack, but his heart is totally healthy. There's, like, no blockage or anything like that. Yeah. So they immediately, mm-hmm. uh, that's when they go to the police station to, to find out more about what happened, right? Exactly. And they meet the uh, the sheriff, Jack Conley, who has had a... Uh, a just a run of cable television stuff, including like Buffy, Justified, like any other TV show you ever want to think about. Jack Conley's probably yeah. been on it. He is the football coach. Like that's what he looks like. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like he looks like football coach, coach slash sheriff slash PE teacher slash um, I don't know, like bad stepfather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if he wants to get yeah. evil one one week. Yeah. yeah, he's got this old leathery face. It's great. He's it's, he's got a great expressive face, um, mm-hmm. and he plays this role super well. Clearly, like the hard ass sheriff who's for some reason like a huge germaphobe. Yeah, he's constantly. He tells Sam and Dean to take their shoes off before going to the office, which seems like really weird. Like you're already in the police station. Yeah. Dog. yeah. What, <laughs> like, what are you, what are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> I, I just love that <laughs> but, uh, they're. Uh, the name of his what his softball team or whatever that he played with the victim, the guy you know they just, <laughs> the, game the gamecocks. <laughs> and later on, there's another team and they're called the uh, the corn jerkers. <laughs> the corn, yeah, absolutely. Which I guess we need to make some shirts up, right, Chris? Yes. Like somebody needs to make some gamecocks and Please, some corn jerkers. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in four years when we're still doing this podcast, we'll do Gamecockers 2020 and Corn Jerkers 2020. <laughs> we can to really tie into that that election business. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Um, so they, they interview the sheriff about like what has happened to this dude. And, uh, the sheriff was a friend, but like, is like basically like, why are you guys investigating this? He had a heart attack. Nothing matters. Uh, they go back to the hotel and on the way back, Sam stop. excuse me, Dean stops Sam and says like, Hey, I'm getting a bad feeling about them teens in, over there. Let's, let's cross the street <laughs> and then go on the other side, which is. Chris, that's a very not Dean it's move, not right? A Dean like, that's move a very unusual Dean move. I really like, we, we've already kind of, I, I don't want to say spoiled because like, I mean, it's a fucking podcast about TV show. We're going to talk about it. Like you can't spoil anything, but like we've already kind of let the cat out of the bag with what's happening to Dean. But I love the slow buildup as he gets scared and scared yeah. and scared and just keeps ramping up. And then he won't, he won't take a, a left turn into oncoming traffic. And, and his <laughs> reason is I'm not suicidal. <laughs> 
I'm not suicidal, Sam. And like, yo, like I'm 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 an old guy, as we've established on this podcast. I'm basically 67 years old. Like, I don't want to take a left turn across traffic either, man. Like, that's fucking dangerous. I'm like, just anxious. I, I pay so. car insurance for a reason, and it's not to get in accidents. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, they so we we get to this like extended scene where they interview a guy who uh, knew the victim. And basically says that the victim was scared of everything. Uh, and this guy, for, you know, just laughs, just has, like, a ton of reptiles and spiders around. Like, specifically, like, they've never encountered a dude like this before. But on the day that, you know, Dean Winchester is a little scared of everything, there's a snake. Yeah, a gigantic, like, boa constrictor. <laughs> like, they could have talked to this dude outside. Imagine, I just picturing, like, how long it took to, like, make this scene happen and, like, get the snake to do what they wanted it to do just for, like, a little joke. Like, he would probably be afraid of it anyway. Sam's probably afraid of it, and he's not infected. Like, it's a gigantic man-eating snake. Come on. Autumn pointed out that um, apparently one of the snakes' name is Donnie, and the other one is Marie, so it's a reference to the Osmond family <laughs> for no reason at all. <laughs> so, thank you, Supernatural writers, for just, you know, Jan is in there. Um so, but they they do find out one piece of information, which is that the the victim's wife committed suicide. So they're going to go investigate that. But on the way, like Dean is literally driving twenty miles per hour, and uh, <laughs> Sam is like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm driving the speed limit, Sam. Well, come on." <laughs> it's fantastic. When is it that he starts? The, the EMF reader starts going off. Right here. Yeah. You were right. You're exactly right here. The EMF goes off, and like Sam points at it. And <laughs> Dean looks over and says, "Am, Am I, I haunted?" It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> Just a very concerned Dean yelling, am I haunted? It's really good, man. It's really good. I, Dean is just, or rather, uh, Jensen Ackles is just really killing it this episode. Between this and, um, I cannot remember the name of the episode where he died like a million times. Can you help? Mystery Spot. Mystery Spot yeah. Between this and Mystery Spot, like he's just like sold me as a comedic actor, actor, right? Like this is great. Yeah. I it's, honestly I sometimes I think that these guys are better as comedic actors, but the comedic moments only work because it's such a dramatic show the rest of the time. That's true. That's very true. They uh they call their buddy Bobby and Bobby identifies oh, yeah, as old, old old pal Bobby. The viewers might old, know him. Old pal Bobby. Yeah, viewers might remember friend of the show, Bobby Singer. <laughs> Uh, and Bobby says, oh yeah, this is ghost sickness. Like a ghost has gotten, a ghost is, is mad basically and has made everybody that killed him sick and it's spreading. And, um, the only reason is because like he's, it's spreading to people that are, as Sam says, like you're, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> Bullies and dicks. Um, and it's, and obviously we just read that whole quote from Eric Kripke that says, no, he's not a dick. He, he, he got it for, other there reasons, is a line but, in here about using fear as a weapon. Cause I took a note of yeah. it. So you know, it mm-hmm, is addressed, mm-hmm. and I think that it's more a blase way of just saying, "Oh yeah, you're a dick." Whatever, like it doesn't matter. Yep. Um, I love this scene. Um, like we get this next scene where they're in the hotel room, and he literally starts coughing up like little pieces of wood with symbols on them, and then <laughs> Sam is like, "Oh man, we looked over the most obvious thing. You're the clue." I don't want to be a like, clue. I don't want to be a clue. <laughs> Yeah, he's coughing up wood chips. It's like the weirdest thing ever. Um, it's super weird. And so they're able to put a few things together, right? Like the mill that somebody maybe worked at. 
the the wife did. So the wife that commits su- committed suicide. Um, the the guy's name that that started this whole thing off. The victim that they're investigating. His name is Frank. Frank's wife committed suicide. So they start investigating her murder, or excuse me, her suicide because she worked at this woodmill that now Dean is coughing up like chips from. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like this whole thing. Oh, man, no, Chris, I, I love a lot of this so much. Like, they find some evidence or whatever, and who cares? Like, Sam just finds point, like a wedding ring, like hidden under some rubble that he just magically is able to look at using Hunter Vision. Yeah, he's able yeah. to locate it. Yeah, he holds L two for Hunter yeah. Vision, as we've established that Sam does on a regular. Is this basis. where Dean doesn't um, want to hold a gun? He's like, those are dangerous. <laughs> like, I'm not taking that in. There's a whole trunk scene, and usually our trunk scenes are really, really great with the, you know, they open up the trunk, they prop it up with the sawed-off shotgun that Dean made when he was 13 that we pulled out of Dad's lockup that they've never returned to yeah. since season two for whatever reason. Uh, and like, But this time, like he's like, I'm going to take a flashlight. Guns are dangerous. Yeah. And Sam is so nonplussed about this whole thing. He's just rolling his eyes the entire time. <laughs> Thankfully, he understands what's going on. Um <laughs> So, yeah, they go in, really they find this ring, and then they find mm-hmm. uh, all of these drawings of who, I guess they figure out is Frank's wife, the, the woman who killed herself. And yep. it's when Dean accidentally rips one of them that suddenly the entire factory comes to life. All these abandoned machines start running all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they turn around and they see what is probably the only spooky scene in the entire episode um is this giant hulking man just facing the corner like he's a little kid in trouble or like the end of blair witch what's blair witch i'm not, I'm not, I'm not oh it's a it's a popular horror movie from the late 90s um about oh uh, late 90s I, I stopped watching movies in the late 90s oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah yeah basically nothing good was made that past 1995 i just want you to know that supernatural came out in 2005 jeremy so i would like you shut to up chris retract that statement <laughs> I do want to bring up uh, they, they do they do see this ghost and uh, the 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 best scene ever right here of Dean or excuse me Sam like pointing the shotgun and trying to shoot the ghost. Of course, it just dissipates in midair. Looking around for Dean and Dean is literally like like the he's gone. The, the, the bat wing doors are swinging <laughs> yes. and he's just like down the road. He is gone. He's as far away as he could possibly have gotten in that time. And uh, but right before this. Uh, there's this weird setup where uh, Sam is, decides to investigate one specific locker, which makes no sense whatsoever. There's no noises. There's no EMF. He just like walks over to this one locker, and as he opens it, there's a kitten. It's like, Meow! and then Dean literally screams his ass off, which is hilarious. But it just it has, it's obviously a setup for Dean to react to. It's just a joke. Like it's all. It's a really great joke. Yeah. Like when we were watching it, Jess was laughing her ass off. Um, but it's it's just a joke. How'd that cat even get in there? Why is the why is the cat in there? Who locks the cat? <laughs> what are you in doing? In the locker. Hey, you know what? If you're a stray cat, you know where you're not. Places that like they fucking make wood with giant machines yeah. that can kill you instantly. What are you gonna do in there? <laughs> Catch mice? Like that's... there's no mice in the wood factory. <laughs> there's no sex in the champagne room. There's no mice in the wood factory. You should know <laughs> it doesn't this. Doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Did you listen to Chris Rock growing up? Come on. Come on, cat. Where you at? It's the anal fucking locker. <laughs> so at this point, they go back to the sheriff, right? Because they want to find out like what happened at the at the mill. Yeah, they want to find out about this dude. They want to talk to the sheriff. The sheriff is hiding. Yeah, and sher- he's literally sheriff like, be bugging. Sheriff is bugging out. He's like scratching his arm off. just uh, And in the same kind of wounds that the victim have that they didn't really understand before. But he's scratching his arm like to the point of, of bleeding out. Yeah, it looks and, like um, weird like road rash kind of on his forearms. 
I want to say at this point too, Dean is super drunk, right? Like the only reason, the only way he's getting past all of his fear yes. is just being hammered. So the Dean, entire before time. before he even picked up the flashlight to go in, he do- uh, downs like half a bottle of whiskey just to just to get some courage to go in there. He is fully drunk, and I I like this because he plays a way better drunk than Sam Winchester. Yes. Like he's just kind of like dizzy and like hey, and he looks at the deputy who's giving him the files, and he's like, you know what? You're great, which is. <laughs> Pretty much how we started this podcast. I got drunk one day. I was like, hey, Chris, Steven, you guys are great. Let's do this. <laughs> um, so they, they find out this entire history, right? Is this where they find out like all of the history or is this where they find? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They have to go talk to the old guy to find out. This is a return of season one where they have to go talk to an old guy to <laughs> yeah. find out about everything. Yeah. Um, they talk to the 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 ghost the brother, brother of the ghost. Yeah. 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 This is Luther is the ghost. Ghost uh, bro. The, the brother. Yeah, Ghost Brew. And uh, Luther was literally drugged down the street by the neck on a chain by Frank, our victim, after Frank found out about his wife's suicide and pinned it on Luther because Luther was like this giant, friendly dude who drew a lot of pictures of his wife, which admittedly, kind of creepy. It was kind of creepy, but he was a harmless dude. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... I would have talked to the guy. I would have had the conversation of like, dude, why are you drawing pictures of my wife? I think I would have had that. I would have not have drug him down the street by a chain. But hey, I don't I don't live in whatever town this is, which I never even bothered to yep. look up. So Whatever folds your boat, I guess. The problem here though is that because he was drugged down the street with a chain around his neck, there's no remains. Like it could be they could be strewn all yeah. over the road for this all the time. This is where it starts Sam to get Dean, a little though. bit silly. <laughs> I love this though because oh, it's great point, we, because Bobby get, and Sam are fucking ruthless. <laughs> oh yeah, Bobby and Sam are ruthless. But first, we get Dean freaking the fuck out about his entire existence, which is so good. Yep. Like it's one of these really beautiful meta moments that Supernatural pulls off extremely well, right? Like Dean is yeah, literally would, just uh, like, I, "What are we doing? Why do we do this? We chase down nightmares that want to kill us all the time. We're fighting the apocalypse. What is happening? I just want to run away." And he's like, you're gassy, and what is he, you'd have oh, to read oh, out also, you you're toxic. gassy. <laughs> I was going to take notes for this entire scene, but I just can't do it justice, because Jensen delivers it so well. <laughs> oh, man. The gassy line is so great, too, because Sam is like, listen, he's like, I know, I know, our life is weird. And then he's like, you need a burrito, and you just blow the place up. And he's like, I, I can't help that, dude. I can't help it. From what I understand, that's just a reference to Jared Padalecki. <laughs> being super fucking gassy when they're doing the impala oh, scenes if you watch the uh the outtakes of this thing the the gag reels which listeners out there go look up the gag reels of every single season if you're watching them like it's literally filled with just jared padalecki farting everywhere it's ridiculous <laughs> it's gonna be on the protein powder <laughs> he's gotta bulk up <laughs> what do you think makes you fart more uh protein powder or demon blood uh oh Demon blood for sure. Demon blood definitely. <laughs> like I get you like absorbing magical power from it, but like what what is it doing in your fucking stomach? Like can't be good. No, it's not it's not great. Um we get this so at this point we we split off. So Bobby shows up, says that this is a uh buru buru, which has like some connotation. I don't know if we want to go to Dad's diary about this. No, but Bo- Bobby can how- speak Japanese, that's all we need to know. <laughs> That's all we need to know. Like at some point, Sam's like, "You can speak Japanese," and I think Bobby says, "Literally, uh, I was speaking Japanese before you were born in Japanese," which is kind of a fucking burn. That's pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty great for Bobby, man. That's really great. 
he says this thing is a buruburu. Uh, him and Sam have to figure out a way to kill this ghost to kill the ghost sickness. Meanwhile, Dean is left to his own devices at the hotel room, and that's when um, like yellow-eyed Sam shows up mm-hmm. and starts fucking with him constantly. I like all of this Dean scared stuff. Where, where, where are you at on yeah, this stuff? Really I really, good. I really dig it. Um, first, the, sh- the so I, is it Sam that shows up first in his like hallucinations? Yes. So it's yellow. He sees yellow-eyed Sam. He's freaking out. He's, I think Dean's still trying to like not you know believe that this isn't real. But this is when Sam says, "This is what I'm going to become. This is what I want to become." Um, obviously, I think that's got to be one of Dean's biggest fears right there. Is not only is his brother going to become something evil, but that he wants to become something evil. But even just brushing yep. past that, then you get the sheriff busting in, um, trying to actually murder him. As far as I'm aware, that that wasn't just a hallucination. Um, trying to beat down on no, we, Dean. We, we did really mention this, but the sheriff has figured out like, oh, they're going after this murder suspect, and like, I should probably get, these guys are on to me. And the sheriff is terrified as well. Like, he's he's super scared. He's infected with this ghost yeah. sickness, so he, he tracks down Dean and tries he to covered like, up shoot, the murder. kill Dean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't mention any of that shit, but like, it's fine. Yeah, so he tries to kill but, Dean. I mean, like, it's it's pretty much figured out. <laughs> it's kind of cool to see that Dean still somewhat has his wits about him even in this state he's able to knock the gun out of his hand and you know it's a little bit of a comical fight but it's like these two dudes freaking out at each other uh and then you know 24 hours is up and dean and dean does see sam uh, excuse me does see the sheriff's eyes go black like mm-hmm. he's a demon mm-hmm. so like dean is fucked up about this dude too so yeah. like it's it's a really interesting way to like play off of each other's fears i think i think it's really well illustrated yeah um sheriff has a heart attack because his time is up Dean's t- clock yep. is ticking, and then Lilith shows up, like little girl baby Lilith. Um, and this is what Eric Kripke from was the, alluding to. Yeah, from the end of season three, mm-hmm. like we get our little girl back, who is still super creepy. Like she, she does a really good job here, just like she did before. And she's taunting Dean about what he remembers from hell, and says, mm-hmm. "Oh come on, silly! Like four months is like forty years in the pit." And that's the first real confirmation that we have that, like. You know, obviously Dean went to hell. That's not something you can forget, but, like, it was 40 years of it. He spent more time in hell than he did uh, alive, effectively, you know? And it's important to remember that uh, that since the beginning of season four, they've kind of hinted at this. Dean has looked into the mirror and seen kind of, like, a flash of himself in hell, like that we saw at the end of season three. But we haven't had any confirmation that he remembers anything. He specifically told Sam that he doesn't remember anything. And, in fact... This is literally, according to the Monster of the Re spreadsheet, the only secret that's open right now. Oh, like wow. this is the only secret that hasn't been resolved is that Dean is not telling anybody about his trip to hell. So, <clears throat> so that's pretty heavy. This We're, is pretty uh, interesting. How many episodes in now? Mm-hmm. Six. Six episodes. Yeah, this is uh, episode six. So this is five episodes that we've been lying. Not the record though, actually, because I started not counting how many episodes between secrets. <laughs> not the record. Um. Uh, Dean keeps that uh, Sam, or excuse me, Dean tells Sam that there's, uh, or how do I phrase this? Uh, Dean knows that there's something weird with Sam because John told him in season two, episode one, that lasts for eight episodes. And that's the current record. Wow. So. We'll see if we beat that at any point. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. I can't wait to find out. So back at the... Uh, <laughs> so many secrets, man. <laughs> back at the mill, <laughs> Sam, you know, gets into a fight with the ghost. Fucking regular Tuesday for Sam. Um... He mm-hmm. is getting beat down. His gun is knocked out of his hand. He's eventually able to uh, wrap the iron chain around the ghost's neck. 
scream, punch it, Bobby. And then Bobby uh, just drives down the road <laughs> and just like horribly mangles this dude, making him relive the thing that he, you know, died from. Um, super fucked up, super dark, but you know, uh, Hunter's got to hunt. The idea being that they're going to scare this ghost to death. Like it's already dead, but they're going to scare it to death too. Yeah. So, uh, kind of silly, kind of, kind of dumb. I remember thinking the first time I watched this, this this was kind of like a pat ending. Like, okay, like what else are you going to do? But just liking the fact that like Dean being so scared all the time so much that did not really care about the actual plot of this. Like I was just having a good time watching it. It would be a, a lesser episode if it didn't have the fun Dean stuff to just like yeah. hike up the enjoyment factor of the episode. If you were, if we were being like ultra critical of everything, we might have um, been a little bit harsher on this. Not episode. ever started this podcast. We might not have ever even started watching the television show Supernatural. Um, but you know, we're just a couple guys who like to have fun, so this episode yeah. works. Yeah, this is um this and it's like, you know, it's it's filmed well or whatever. Like it's fun seeing Bobby drag this dude down by his neck. Like it's I say fun, it's disturbing to see Bobby do this with the Impala, yeah. I think, a little bit. Yeah. Um and then luckily once the once the ghost disappears, Dean's sickness disappears, and then they just don't deal with the dead sheriff at all. Like they just fucking forget yeah, about it. Yeah, that's that why I was like, did Dean leave. hallucinate that? Was that like <laughs> did that really happen? <laughs> it's just fucking the camera doesn't even pan over him again. Nope. <laughs> the, the dude has a heart attack in Dean's hotel room and they just leave. It's so good. Yep, whatever, bye. Um, at this point, uh, like they, we have like our kind of um, postscript episode where we, Sam and Dean talk and Dean, Sam says like, what did you see? Like what was coming at you at the end of your life? And obviously it was Lilith and the idea of hell and going back to that. But of course Dean lies and says, no, it's just, it was just howler monkeys, man. Like yeah. that was what I saw. It was just howler monkeys. And for just a second, which he is sees, like a, uh, Sam's eyes flick to yellow again. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure that. Not good. Not good. Um, yeah, that's. And then we get, we we get we get the weirdest part of Supernatural, which is where the the show like kind of bleeds into like the actors and the actresses and the production of the show bleeds into the main episode. So we've never seen like a post credit sequence. On, on Netflix or in any of the DVDs. Like usually all this stuff is confined to uh, gag reels or whatever, but even on Netflix, they show this, which I find hilarious. And they should, they broadcast this too. this whole scene of Dean <laughs> just jam it out to eye of the tiger. Yeah. Which it's wild. This now I used to uh, debate when I started watching supernatural. It was, it was here because this was the first thing that I'd ever seen of supernatural. Um, are you serious? Yeah, this was, this was <laughs> That's great. Cause Steve, you know, my, my friend Steve was, um, a huge fan of the show. So when he saw this, Norman, he was, yes, he was, uh, he's a huge fan of the show. So he thought it was the funniest thing ever. And he was showing it to me and I was like, all right, <laughs> okay. Like, this is yeah, that's funny, but like I didn't know who Jensen Ackles was. I didn't know who Dean was. But then that's when he was like, "All right, dude, we got to watch the show." And that's that's when it started. So season four was airing when I started watching the show. And this is literally just Dean Winchester playing Eye of the Tiger, like using his leg as a guitar on top of the Impala. Like the whole like <clears throat> it's so ridiculous and great and over the top that I, I just love it. Yeah. Right? You know that they that's 
exactly how they felt. They're like, we have to just put this in. Like, that's... He's only supposed to do the one part of it, and then uh, he gets scared by Sam or whatever. But clearly, Jed said, just you. Just, just went for it. So, I'm, I'm happy that they I love the, I love it. that you can hear the uh, the laughter from the cast yeah. and the crew in the background as he's doing this, too. Like, that really adds something to it. Like, you can literally hear Jared, like, just laughing his ass off while, Dean, while um, Jensen is doing this. And I know that... Uh, X-Files started to get really popular. Um, they started getting like more of its like huge cult fan base when they released the VHS tapes of, with gag reels on them. Um, where people finally started to be like, oh shit, like, I already love this sci-fi show, but now I can like connect with the actors. And like it became a phenomenon because they were suddenly humanized. And like doing that on TV, because you know, if you're buying the DVDs, you're going to see the gag reels. But at this point, if you're just watching it on TV, you've never seen them outside of themselves. So it's. I think that's kind of cool that they they actually put that after an episode. But I'm kind of glad that they never did it again. Yeah, like th- just letting people know, like, um, like, hey, we do this stuff, but also like you don't have to watch it. Mm-hmm. I think is a good thing to do. Uh, recently, a, a fan of the show um, wrote to me, and I had, had specifically mentioned, like, hey, there's a song about werewolf fucking at the end of this episode, so you should probably watch it. You should probably listen to it. <laughs> talking about monster of the week, and um, they were like, wait do you guys do this all the time? And I was like, Did you, I mean, like there's like 20 or 30 minutes left of the episode. What'd you think we're doing? Is this dead silence? Come on, dude. Get us together. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have all kinds of shit. So like, I liked it. The fact that they like indicated like, Hey, like we do this kind of stuff, but also don't do it every single episode. Like apparently you and I do. So. <laughs> By the way, John, like no, no offense meant at all. So, so, you know, love you, John. Next up is It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester, written by Julie Siege, directed by Charles Benson. Shout Benson? out Charlie Brown. Shout out Charlie Brown. Uh, a witch sacrifices people in a small town to summon a very powerful demon who may be a key to free in Lucifer. To stop her, Castiel brings in a special agent, age, angel who intends to destroy the town. Spoilers, Yeah, fuck. Jess. That's like the focal Jeez. point of the whole goddamn episode, Jess. What the hell? <laughs> So, I, obviously, this is a Halloween episode, and it takes place on Halloween, but for some reason, this episode, more than maybe any other episode of, like, TV shows, reminds me of the actual, like, feeling of Halloween, and I don't, I don't know what it is, maybe it's the first time I watched it, it was really close to the actual Halloween, whatever it is, this, uh, this episode always gives me that real, like, fall feeling, and, um, oh god, that was really corny, but... It's true, and I got it even while, you know, sweating my ass off the other night watching this in the, you know, hot summer heat, um, hot heat. I still got that, like, Halloween feeling, and it was actually kind of cool. So, that's me. You know, that's just me being real and open-hearted and just, you know, I'm wearing mm-hmm. it on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. 
and you know you know me Jeremy. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep letting you go on because you were digging yourself a mighty fine podcast hole here and I cannot so, wait to see how you try to get out of it. The cold open <laughs> is, you know, mom's got the baby or dad's got the baby. Mom just came home with like a fresh bucket of candy. Dad's trying to get some of that candy. Mom's like, uh-uh. But Remember wait, what happened last wait, year? She's definitely got the cheap candy. Like, definitely got the she, cheap candy. She has not no, spent like, any yeah, money off on this brand, candy Off-brand yeah. bucket of candy. Um, so dad's like, let me, you know, try to get a little... store little, ass bullshit. <laughs> It's because and she had to fight somebody for it too. Come on, what is this? What is this town? Actually, I'm going to tell you this town. There's only a thousand two hundred people living in this town. This town is smaller than Twin Peaks, and yet there's people on every sidewalk and every street corner just walking about doing their thing. I mean, I live in a pretty big town. There's like twenty five thousand people here, something more than that. That's not pretty big. That's whatever. It's average. And on Halloween, you see like five people out in a given area. But this town is fucking loaded up. They love Halloween. They love candy. And so does his dad. He wants to eat this candy. He's going to get his little fangies in that bucket. Mom's like, nah. Remember last year? Remember last year when you tried this shit? You were shitting your brains out all night, and we didn't have anything left for, for, for Halloween night. And dad's like, yeah, Actually whatever. Some supernatural. Whatever, babe. Take the baby upstairs. Dad's got some man stuff to do. And, um, you know, expectedly, he, he sneaks his little, his little fangies into that bucket of off-brand candy takes a bite and then the show gets super fucking gross because there's actual razor blades in the candy just like the urban legend but that's what he gets for you know being a misogynist and the way that this is filmed chris number one oh, man is super disrespectful to the woman let's let's just go ahead and talk about that like it's, he's very dismissive of his wife which i don't approve yeah. of. yeah but number two they do this they do this camera angle where the camera is inside the dude's mouth and like there's just a fucking razor blade stuck to the top that his like little yeah. fangies are just trying to get this, pull out. Uh, it's this. It's not hurt. good. The worst pain I've ever had in my life was a was a, an oral surgery that I had, and uh, they had to cut the roof of my mouth open. I always say like if you touch the roof of your mouth with your finger, ah. I don't know about you, but mine is really sensitive. Just if you touch it, it doesn't like hurt, but it, like you know, it tickles a little bit almost. So it was that, but it was a knife cutting open the roof of my mouth, and whatever the dentist had used to numb my mouth didn't work. So I just felt the guy cut my the roof of my mouth open, and that's all I could think about when I watched this episode. And it like my mouth is watering right now just talking about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not a good that's not a good story. So he ends up with <laughs> razor blades that. in his lungs, and he coughs them up, and he dies. Yeah, and not just like one, but like, like multiple razor blades in his. And he had like oh, one like piece a of candy. Ton of razor blades. Yeah. Um, smash cut to Sam and Dean snooping about the kitchen, looking for shit while talking to a grieving woman. <laughs> Which, in this case, actually works out, even though Sam is like... Well, first off, Dean almost immediately finds, behind the refrigerator, a hex bag. Yeah. So we know some witches are involved. Uh, not just because Jess spoiled it the episode at the beginning of the show, <laughs> at the beginning of the t- segment, but also because there's a hex bag. Um, and then Sam is like, well, is there anybody out here that would have, you know, that, you know, didn't like him? Or would he have been in trouble with somebody? And the chick is like, are you saying that he had an affair? And Sam's like, well, ma'am, we have to, we have to ask every question. He's like... Do you think there's a better way to kill my husband than just like putting some razors and some candy that he might or yeah. might not eat that I bought at the fucking dollar? She's like laying it on. Sam's like, oh, all right. Fuck. My law degree didn't prepare me for this. Stanford had no. Of course, he left Stanford before like the one on one interview started. Sure, right? Like sure. that would, if he had just graduated college, he would probably know how to deal Dina with it. Dina just waited a couple more days to come get him. Yeah, Jessica might still be alive. Yeah, think about damn it. it. So. Um, they find they find the hex bag 
And it's not just any old hex mm-hmm. bag. It's like an ancient hex bag with this like Babylonian coin. Nope, that's a different episode. With this ancient coin. And um, yep. like the... Well, specifically like uh, charred bones of an infant. Yeah. And, uh, and, and also some like old ass like root or something yeah. that, does, that have, hasn't been in existence for a while. All this shit is like 600 years old. So, and obviously Sam just knows yeah. that because I'm sure he took like a little taste. He's like, yeah, these bones are old. These bones are about 600 years old. Mm, this tastes uh, Babylonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then it's Babylonian to... is totally the next episode, by the way. Yes, <laughs> Nothing totally is. It totally is. So <laughs> then it's the, um, pretty quickly, like, the next kill. Usually these things are spread out, but this is happening, like, pretty quickly. Um, it's uh, a Halloween party, like, a PG Halloween party, like, because the booze are all locked up, so... Um, just a couple of like high it's school, definitely like a teenage, yeah, fourteen, fifteen year old. Because even the chicks asked the dude, he's like, "Have you got the booze out?" And he's like, "No, Dad has hidden the key." <laughs> like it's yeah. fucking hilarious. <laughs> we have these cheerleader types coming out. Like you going to the party on Halloween night? Yeah, I'm gonna get so baked. Um, actual quote from the show. Uh, actual quote. Really weird. So these girls, I don't know what their deal is, but they decide they're going to go bobbing for apples. Um, and the, they're trying to impress this dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. they're having a little competition amongst themselves, which, this is like the nerdiest Jeremy Greer 13-year-old looking motherfucker I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my entire life. Like, it's, but he what gets, are you doing? He gets and, so baked. So, you know, the girls are into so it. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how he says it. But the, when we were watching this, the first thing that Jess said to me was, she would not go bobbing for apples with a full face of makeup like that. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no chick is going to show of their head and like in the um in, in a minute like i think it's the second chick that bobs her apples like her entire like front of her outfit is soaked and i'm like totally unbelievable dog. Yeah, like this is ridiculous. have you never met a chick that's going to like put some time into a yeah, costume they, before? they put, put that, that much effort wet. in they're not gonna just des- destroy it immediately <laughs> like when i was uh when i wore a fake mustache for halloween i wouldn't have gone and done that because i think it took like five minutes to get it to stick to my face <laughs> Also, what kind of lame ass Halloween party has a bobbing for like how many who went out for the apples? His his mom, <laughs> that kid's mom. <laughs> but this turns dark so pretty the first fast. Girl, <laughs> yeah, the the first girl bobs for apples and grabs one and is like, "Ooh, wow, doesn't this make me sexy?" And I'm like, "What do you think that sex is?" Yeah. Because none of it Cause is I don't want resembling you doing that to an any a, part a, a of me. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. Um, so the second girl... Oh, no, I don't like that. She goes bobbing for apples. And in what is a pretty... Must have been, you know, the most horrifying way that she could have died. Um, her head just gets held underwater magically, uh, and the water boils, and she either drowns or just, like, her her face sears off to death. Or boils to death. Yeah. yeah not great. Either way, uh, pretty harsh bummer. So uh, Sam and Dean show up. Dean's immediately like, yo, let me go talk to these girls. <laughs> Sam says two words, jailbait. Like, Dean, please don't go hitting on Dean, children. Please. Dean, please. I know she's Dean, played please. by like a 25-year-old woman, but Dean, please. Is this the episode or is it the next one where... Um, no, I think it's the next one where Sam is like, hey, we have this case involving uh, women in, in a shower, and Dean's mm-hmm. like, let's go right now. Yeah. Like, did you Do you not think that women take baths, Dean? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Dean, can't you just Google... Try to be a little like, less weird. Just Google naked women if you're that excited about it, Dean, please. There's so many ways to get your rocks off, Dean. Please. You're in the middle Dean, of your please. meal. Finish your goddamn cheeseburger, then we'll go. Dean, please subscribe to Pornhub and save us so please, much time. Dean. You get to go for free. Okay. 
So so yeah, uh, they discover a new, another hex bag. Um, they start they start exploring this stuff, and then that's when uh, Castiel shows up. They go back to the hotel room. Castiel is there with this like um, other angel guy who is later introduced as Uriel, and uh, they say like, "Hey, you guys need to jet because this is a witch doing this, and also." To stop her because this is one of the sixty-six seals, or is it sixty-six or six hundred? Yeah, it's sixty-six. I think it's sixty-six. And I think that Sam figures yeah. out. I'm pretty sure it's Sam figures out that whoever this witch is is not working a grudge. They're not specifically targeting people. They're working a spell, and these are sacrifices. Yeah. So they already yeah. started to figure out. I forgot that, that there's. Is, yeah. This is yeah. some pretty bad mojo, and I think that it's that's when they start to identify that it's um, Sam Hain, which is like I was saying to you earlier. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Sawin. But I don't care. I was just corrected that way. And I'm, Wikipedia says that that's how it's pronounced. Um, but we're going to call it Sam Hain because that's what they—that's how they pronounce it. And it's, that's how they pronounce it on the episode. Castiel tells them this, and also I think we need to talk about how uh, just incredibly like goofy and awkward Sam is in meeting Castiel. Because yeah. it took me a minute because when they walk into the hotel room, Sam is immediately on on aggro. Right? He's like, "Holy shit! Someone's in here. We need to kill him." Dean has to say, no, 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 that's Castiel. And then Sam is like, oh, Mr. Castiel, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, and it's nice it's to meet you. It's an utter And then Castiel's like, yeah, uh, pretty sure one of us is a whole new level of freak, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that video on YouTube that Chris keeps posting? Because Sam, please. Sam, <laughs> please. So they explain that this is this whole thing, all of these deaths are a uh, ritual to bring back Sam Hain, which is going to break one of the seals that will let Lucifer fall, uh, loose. To prevent that, they are going to destroy the entire town, which of which you know Dean immediately is like, "No, we're not. Yeah. We're definitely very not going to uncool, do that. And, uh, very uh, very lame, uh, very mm-hmm. unpopular. Not not popular, not cool, not kablamo." Dean immediately just gets fucking baller in this and says, like, hey, you can try to drag me out of here, but you're going to kill me in the process. And somebody already told Castiel to pull me out of hell, so I know I'm important, so I know you're not going to kill me. So if I'm in this town, I know you're not going to kill it. Which, like, Dean standing up to these, like, cosmic entities, like, we saw this in the... um, I don't quite remember what the name of the episode, but we're at the diner with the the two broke demons <clears throat> where he stands mm-hmm. up to the demons and now he's standing up to the angels. I love this this moment of Dean just saying like, no, fuck off. Like, yeah. I, I'm Dean Winchester and I'm in control of my own destiny. I love this shit. Yeah, he's like, what are you, a couple of hammers? Like, and Castiel insists like, you have to have faith. We have to follow orders. What did you do when, you know, your dad gave you an order? You followed it. And Dean's like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> like, I'm not that guy anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Exactly, which is good. Like this is like show, this kind of character development with Dean, and especially with Sam kind of being stuck in the same zone and the you know it, having gone dark side or something zone. Like it's this is just really really good Dean stuff. And I, Chris, I just love Dean Winchester so much. He's I love good, this dude. He's so a good much. dude. He's a good dude. Spit in the eye of the demons and the angels. Like how great is that? It's good shit. Um, and it's really paving the way for like what the path of this the show is going to be. Um, yeah, the, the next two seasons are going to be all about Dean, just like you know, basically being his own dude in the face of all of these crazy forces that are trying to get him to do specific things. So, um, oh, we did, we didn't mention that that yeah, 
Castiel's trying to come in and do all this because uh, they figured out it was Sam Hain. They figured out that it yep. was this ancient yep. legend and that they need three blood sacrifices over the course of three days. The final one, I believe, being on Halloween. And then basically the monster apocalypse is happening. Like zombies, vampires, like everything's going to get pulled into this town and shit's going to be really bad. So yep. did they, and then- before, before Castiel shows up, is it that, that when they go to the high school and they interview Don, the art teacher? Yeah, they, they interview Don, the art teacher, and <laughs> which is dude is just an absolute goofball. They find out some shit about Let's everybody the, call him Don. Yeah, the, the kids making masks, and Sam talks about how masks were used to to hide people. To, they used masks to hide themselves from Sam Hain, like he couldn't see them if they were wearing a mask. So there's all this, you know, lore dump, which I always thought was really interesting. I don't know how much of that is really based on any kind of fact, but. Um, it was cool. The best was. moment here is, um, and this, this did come before meeting Castiel, but when Sam, excuse me, when Dean sees some of these masks, he's instantly teleported back to his time that he spent in hell. So again, two episodes in a row where we're kind of dealing with Dean, like remembering this stuff, but not communicating it with, with Sam whatsoever, yeah. which I think is, is really good. Um, after they meet Castiel, we get this scene where basically at the end of that, Dean says, we're going to go find the witch. We're going to kill it. And we're going to prevent all of this from happening. Everything's going to be good. You don't have to kill, you know, thousands of people. But uh, Castiel and Uriel are hanging out, and he's like, you know, we 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 can't do this because we have orders. And like Uriel calls Dean a mud monkey, which is like a <laughs> shitty thing to say yeah. about anybody, much less like Dean Winchester, much less uh, much less all of humanity, <laughs> all of humanity. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, what it comes down to is that they actually kind of. Don't they have different orders relating to Dean? Like it's not just that they have to kill this town. Like they are they are basically here to follow Dean, no matter what he does. Yeah, um, it's just further emphasizing that like his importance, basically. So we're we're gonna skip over a lot of stuff. There's nothing like particularly interesting or funny that happens. Yeah. So just the shit with we, the we, uh, they have a little conversation. They, they, they had, where Sam kind of. S- shows that like after that little meeting after Uriel calls Sam Winchester the boy with the demon blood or whatever he is basically like yo fuck the angels which is pretty weird coming from Sam because he's like he's been all about that despite the fact that he's drinking demon blood but he he's kind of like hey and this is all just justification for how shitty he is but it's Sam saying they want us to they want to kill everybody in town to stop this from happening like we're better than them Therefore, the thing that I'm doing that they hate can't really be that bad. Um, but Dean's still like, please, Sam, no, you're, it's still bad no matter, it, you're ridiculous. That's not, come on. It's, it's pretty ridiculous, Chris. Like, it's, the fact that Sam thinks he has any ground to, to stand on here is, he's drinking demon blood. Like, do we have to? Although at this point, I am fairly confident that he's still, not planning on using his powers. I think that he does still know the fallout that there would be with Dean if he were to do it. Um, so, well, let's just let's just get into it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think, like, here, like, there, there's a moment when he's talking to Castiel where, like, yes, he's not going to use his powers, but immediately afterwards, he's like, okay. Now that Sam Hain's a really important thing and we have to deal with it, like we're probably not going to be able to kill it in its the normal kind of way. I might have to use my powers. And Dean is like, "What the fuck, dude? Come on! Yeah. Didn't we just literally have this conversation about the angels like being totally bad for you? But to saying this was totally bad, like you don't need to do this." 
which of course, like we're going to fast forward a little bit. The cheerleader ends up being one of the witches. The prof- the teacher that we meet is the other witch. Like there's a little cross, you know, like a little that um, mm-hmm. cross, the double cross thing going on. The teacher gets killed, and the the cheerleader resurrects him as Sam Hain. And Sam has to use his powers to try to kill him. Yeah. Like, there's some stuff in between all of that, but, like, none of it really Basically, really yeah, like, Dean goes to help these kids that have been locked into, in, like, a mausoleum while Sam cemetery. chases yeah. after um, Sam Hain, I guess, to to do battle with him. And the first time around watching this, I was just like, okay, Sam wants to use his powers, Sam uses his powers. This time I'm trying to read into it a little bit more and saying, okay, he uses his powers as a last-ditch effort. This is still... Sam trying to stay true to his word. You know, when he walked away from Dean, I want like I, people would probably disagree with me because this is this is not something that's set in stone. This is just how I see it. Um, I see it as Sam going like, okay, I'm just gonna go try and and fight this dude, and it didn't work. So that's when he, you know, when he realizes he can't beat him, he starts doing his demon power thing. Dean catches him doing it. And they never have a fallout at the end of the episode. There's no big yelling match. There's nothing at the end in the next episode or whatever. Because I think that Dean is able to see the situation that Sam is in. He's beat up. His nose is bleeding. And he's just like trying with all of his might to hold this dude back. Again, I'm a Sam sympathizer. So I'm like, yeah, he didn't mean to use his powers. That was just, he just is using his powers because he didn't know what else to do. He was going to, you know, he was going to die. And I appreciate the fact that they don't fight about it. Even though Sam did it and it's bad and Dean didn't want him to do it. I appreciate that they don't fight because there's so many other times that they do fight about shit that this time they're, they're still, there's an open line of communication and the boys are, are functional as long as there is an open line of communication between the two of them. I am going to disagree with yeah, you. Yeah, I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like from the moment that Sam in the car said, uh, these are extraordinary circumstances and I might have to deal with them using like my, my powers like this something might be that might be useful they they go down they find these teens Sam immediately says Dean help these teens I'm gonna go chase after Sam Hain Dean says no Sam says yes Sam leaves him and Sam Hain scuffle the the demon knife Ruby's knife which they still have by the way uh, gets knocked knocked to the side which is the way to kill these things uh, and it, Sam immediately goes into, um, you know, like Professor X territory yeah, with yeah. all of this demon power bullshit. I feel like it again, I've, I've made the analogy that Sam is, is they're, they're writing Sam to be a bit of an addict here. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that plays, I think this whole thing plays into that even more. We saw this in the previous, ep- previous episode of the podcast that we did where Sam said, I, I promise I'm never going to do it again. I'll never use it again. I promise, I promise, I promise. And then we see the setup of, well, maybe it's really important or maybe I'm in a really, a lot of stress or whatever. Yeah. So maybe I need to use it. Yeah. And then immediately afterwards, like something happens and he has to do it and it works to a degree. But the, the interesting thing to me is that it doesn't matter that they got rid of Sam Hain in this match, in this fashion, because the seal is still broke. The mm-hmm. seal was Sam Hain being summoned to begin with. So he didn't really so need to do it. And I, he didn't really, yeah, he didn't actually really need to do Now that you this, have, so. you spell it out like that, it's like, Oh, I'm not planning on using it. I'm telling myself and then just creating an excuse <laughs> yeah. to have to, to use it. You know, um, I'm just carried around this pack of camels. Just, in yeah, case I'm not going to smoke a cigarette, but like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit, not, like, everybody else yet. is smoking here. And it's like, I'm going to look like an idiot if I don't. So, you know, <laughs> I just keep putting myself in these situations where I'm surrounded by smokers. 
<laughs> I'm surrounded by demons, and I like demon blood and using demon powers. <laughs> Sam, stop going to the demon bar. Jesus Christ. So yeah, I think, Sam, uh, I think, I think you're right on there, because I, I do forget that they, they really do um, play into the whole attic thing a lot here. A couple of things that we, we breezed over that I want to talk about. Um, when Samhain is summoned, there's a moment where he turns on the cheerleader witch, which is hundreds of years old, and kills her, which is kind of a, a surprise and a twist. Uh, but Sam runs over and like grabs some blood up and then like paints him and Dean's face so that Samhain can't, Samhain can't see them, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of a cool like tie into the mythology yeah. of like this is the reason that people dress up like ghosts so that all the ghosts think that they're ghosts or whatever like i, th- I thought that was kind of cool yeah it's a it's a nice little like lore fun thing to to know about i guess um yeah it's a nice touch it's a nice touch before Sam and then also dark side again but so before he goes immediately dark side also dean shooting zombies um that he because he saves all these teenagers except for um the one that was gonna get so baked yeah uh, that, that dude dies in a spray of blood yeah <laughs> good job uh but it, it, dean shooting zombies i think is really really fun like he mm-hmm. is totally prepared and ready to take on a zombie apocalypse at all times I just i just they don't really bring a lot of attention to it he just handles the situation which i think is kind of fun <laughs> <laughs> So then, you know, whatever, they broke, the seal broke, Sam and Dean don't fight, surprisingly, um, and mm-hmm. they're packing up to leave, and that's when Dean is off somewhere, and Uriel shows up to talk some shit to Sam, basically like, yo, dude, I'm pretty sure we just told you, like, a second ago not to fucking do that shit, <laughs> and you just shouldn't went be using the powers. and did that shit. Yeah, he shouldn't be using the powers, like, we just talked about this. You're on thin ice here. Like, the only reason you're still alive, I don't know if they say this specifically, but basically the only reason you're still alive is because of your brother and because you've been useful. And the moment you stop being useful or you become more trouble than you're worth, we're coming back and we're cooking you. Like, don't worry about it. Uriosa specifically says this. Like, literally the only reason you're alive is because you have been useful to Dean and to us. And the moment you stop doing that, like, we're going to just fucking murderize you. So... I like Uriel doing this, especially with the follow-up of, like, you should ask Dean what he remembers from hell. Mm-hmm. It shows this, um, like, the, the way that these angels project their authority and try to intimidate everybody below them. Uriel specifically calling humans mud monkeys, and there was a whole conversation where he's like, we should have, we should just kill them all, and Castiel says, like, you know, you're, you're close to blaspheme mm-hmm. right now. Like, we, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. I, I love the arrogance right here, because it really plays into Dean just basically calling them dicks all the time, because guess what? In the Supernatural universe, all angels are dicks. <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> yeah. They're just monumental, arrogant assholes almost all of the time. But he plants the seed, right? Uriel plants the seed in, in Sam to say, like, what you should ask your brother what he remembers of hell. I also like this because it's a, a break. And we've seen this in a, a couple of episodes before. It's a break from our usual postscript to the episode. So it's not Sam and Dean over the hood of the Impala, like, having a beer talking. Mm-hmm. It's We get Uriel and Sam, and then we get Castiel and Dean, which is a lot of fun. Like, I, I like the Castiel and Dean interaction. Even this early, I think it's really, really good. Yeah. Um- Dean basically is just like, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter that the seal broke. I would do the same thing again if given another chance. Like, if you zap me back in time, I'm going to make the same decision to go and save these people. And he says, I think he says, um, these people are here because of me, uh, of my brother and me. Basically, he's like, kind of, it's always nice when, when Dean sticks up for himself, not just by, like, 
uh, giving attitude to somebody, but by saying like, hey, we try really hard, we work really hard, we have a ton of sacrifices, and you know what, we do good. And it's it's nice to, to hear him say that every once in a while. Um, because they did, like, yeah, the seal was broken, yeah, Sam used his powers, it was, that shit was not good, but they saved over a thousand people from being zapped by fucking angels. Or being devoured by zombies. And, and we're seeing this, uh, we saw it with the last episode as well, uh, Dean when he realized in monster movie that he tells the, um, I think it was Jamie was the chick's name tells Jamie that he's a, he was, you know, he's a man on a mission from God, him, him realizing that and realizing what that means, which is that he is, he is able to defy God's chosen and God's not chosen, right? He's able to defy demons and angels because obviously God wants him in the mix. It's not like the angels want anything to do with him. God has told the angels to have some shit to do with him. And we find that out here. Castiel lays this out of like, Hey, we weren't, we weren't sent in here to try to prevent Sam Hain from being, from being risen. We were sent here to do what you told us to do. We were sent here to watch how you are in the field. Like you're going to have more trials than this. And we wanted to see what you would do. And, and Dean thinks that he failed this test, and Castiel's like, I don't know if you failed this test at all. I have no idea. I have my own doubts about this whole thing. Yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. Castiel's almost questioning is, what's right and wrong, because he sees. I think he sees the he, conviction in Dean. He's having this crisis of faith. Yes, absolutely. And um, it's what Dean did was sort of the good thing. Like, that was the righteous thing, was to, to, to risk, I guess, more than, than oneself to... to uh, to save everybody, and that's what they did. So, Castiel sees that, and he acknowledges that. Uh, and it's cool. It's it's a powerful moment that Dean's bravado has kind of moved an angel. Exactly. And we and, and Dean realizing this as well, right? Like, I, I did my instincts. He tells Castiel before he realizes that what they were actually there for. He says, you know, if we had this to do over again, I would make the exact same decision. Like we saved all of these people. I would do it all over again. And that's, that's the strength of Dean Winchester right Mm -hmm. there of having this unshakable faith in his own decision of trying to save the common man of trying to save as many people as he can, regardless of what's going to come tomorrow. He's trying to save people today. That's, that's, that's what, that's what drives him. That's what, that's what he has chosen to internalize as his, family's business yeah. right i always <laughs> like, like that's that's that i always like when when dean just sticks up for himself it's always him and yep. because of his love for his family it's like you know he's putting himself and bobby and sam and you know even his dad before him like he's he's saying when he says i did this it's he's also saying like this is what we do and we are like worth more than you people ever give us credit for which is powerful like that's mm-hmm. that's a Imagine if you were you literally met an angel of the Lord tomorrow, like and and like saying some shit. Like we didn't really talk about it, but Dean and Uriel's interaction together. Dean is just such a shitbag to the guy. The he calls him time. chucklehead Uriel the whole time, right? Calls him chucklehead chuckles a couple of times. Yeah. Like it's so good, it's really hilarious. Like he's just immediately on the offensive with this guy, and like that takes some like strength of character to do to be like, oh, you're an angel from the Lord. Well, fuck you. I'm a human. Mm-hmm. Like I can make my own decisions. That's fucking baller. Yeah. I love that. Dude's, dude's a badass. Now it's on to Wishful Thinking, written by Ben, ben Edlund and Lou Bolo, directed by Robert Singer. A wishing well is discovered to be the real thing when a girl's teddy bear comes to life, 
<laughs> someone wins the lottery, and a local geek gets a beautiful girlfriend. But Sam and Dean realize disaster waits in the wing in this town where reality and fantasy are blurred. Thank you, friend of the show, Jess. We thank appreciate you, that. Thank you. Wow, another, <clears throat> Again, another monkey's paw episode. <laughs> <laughs> another monkey's paw episode. It's um. This one's really funny, though. It right? is really, really funny. <laughs> like from start to finish, from top to bottom, it's nice to just like just see like a goofy ass hunt that's still like technically a hunt. This reminds me a lot of a uh, monster movie, and that you could tell the boys are just frustrated and thinking that this entire thing is fucking stupid mm-hmm. the entire time that they're like doing they have it. bigger <laughs> fish to fry, but like they can't do anything about those fish right now. So let's just deal with the thing in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i guess i gotta chop these potatoes yeah uh, <laughs> they ain't gonna cook themselves our uh our cold open is basically a, wo- a woman showering like just you know filmed in the most provocative way that cw could possibly do in 2008 <laughs> which is to say not very um and there's like a very obvious to me like I, I i think i got this immediately right like you're not supposed to like be fooled by this it's very obviously like a teenager that is invisible mm-hmm. that is watching this chick like dress yeah, right yes yes um okay. i don't think that there's unless it's supposed to be a pervy ghost like that's really it's it's pretty obvious and they picked like the yeah, the, the palest person to oh ever god. be on television oh my god do you chris do you think that this is patty stardust we gotta give Patty more credit than this, Jesus. I've seen I've seen pictures of Patty. He is an extremely pale and has very bright red does, hair. Like this could be teenage Patty Stardust, be, friend of the show, Patty Stardust, TwinHumanities.com. Go check it out. It could be excellent, Patty. Excellent stuff. It could be Patty. It could be Patty. The uh, the twist here is like after all of the you know like provocative camera angles and everything, the chick like goes to like throw her towel or just in, just uh, just across the room for no reason which i think is very funny like who does that sit with their towel and it lands on this guy um that and it lands on his head and of course he screams like ah um <laughs> what does she sound like I, <laughs> ah, okay <laughs> perfect okay good good i'm glad you got that i want to make sure it came through on discord thank you discord <laughs> We get into our, our the main part of the episode, and uh, based on Sam's conversation with Uriel, he's now grilling Dean on exactly what he remembers from hell, and, and uh, Dean is just just tossing down shots, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Could you believe how much alcohol this he's dude is pouring into his like body? consuming, like, a dangerous amount of alcohol for the middle of the day. <laughs> There's a, uh, just, like, one of these random supernatural things that happen, or, like, random, like, TV show things that happens, where there's this really obnoxious waiter that just shows up and is obnoxious and um very much the jennifer aniston character from office space with all of the flair and hey guys like yeah. do, you, do you need some what like potato smashers or, or whatever yeah <laughs> and dean and sam not having it dean throwing back liquor not answering his brother's catch questions and then sam just gives up and he's like oh by the way i think i found a job yeah <laughs> i love i love that we get just a taste of meta plot and then sam just fucking forgets it for the till the end of the episode i guess if you're with somebody constantly like you gotta give it a break sometimes even sam has to give it a break sometimes <laughs> do you think that every time sam stops hassling dean it's because he farted and he's embarrassed yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> he's just cutting them left and right <laughs> fart jokes everybody that's what you tune in to monster the cool for i'm sure um, oh, yeah, I went for it. Um, yeah, you did. So, Dean gets really excited. We already yeah, talked so Dean, about this. Dean gets really excited about this when he hears uh, that it's just naked a women girl in the shower. In the shower? Which, 
I mentioned this earlier, like Dean, like what do you think women do to bathe? Dean, like, please, this, is, this happens every day. It's like <laughs> literally every woman I know bathes once, if not twice a it's day. It's like childlike wonder for like the female body is is almost almost charming. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing where because we've seen this ever since he got brought back from hell, where he kind of has this like immature kind of desire for for women like it's not it's not real right like yeah. it's not like he's not actually trying to go after these chicks except with jamie where he actually went after i guess i don't know man like maybe the dude is just immature as hell like i don't know i'm trying to defend him because i like dean but maybe maybe i shouldn't he's be. just a <laughs> he's fresh out of hell and 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 horny as hell there's no other way to put it <laughs> cut uh, <laughs> fresh out of hell. I feel like that's like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, it's, right? Yes. Like fresh out of hell and horny, ready to go. Um, so Sam interviews the chick from the cold open, and uh, she she describes herself as a natural sensitive, and says that you know because the the case here was that a ghost accosted her and threw her down the stairs. We're come to find out she ran away from the ghost. She fell down the stairs. The ghost cut it, tried to help her up the entire time, apologizing and begging, "Please don't tell my mom." Yes, yeah. Is this the uh, is and, this the girl who's Sam's talking face. about being sensitive or whatever? She's like, I can... Yeah, yeah, she, she, she says she's a natural she's sensitive. An, Sam's like, I can sense your sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, so what are you doing? Like, are you a writer or whatever? He's like, yeah, I'm working on a, a book about whatever strange experience, uh, working title, Supernatural. Like, okay, oh, all right, we're just going to go for it? We're just going <laughs> to sure. make that nod? Yep, yep, sure, why not? <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> um, She tells them this entire story, and he's kind of like, not really believing it. Uh, in the background, we see like this really, really nerdy guy making out with this really, really hot chick. So Sam and Dean are like walking. Sam's just like, mm, no way, no fucking way. That's real. No way. No way. This is real. I think he, I think he even says like, this is def- definitely not a case for us. Like this is just some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they see like a sheriff and this dude arguing and the dude is like, Oh no, I definitely saw a Bigfoot. There's a Bigfoot out there. So they immediately pull out their badges to figure out what's going on. Yeah, like, and this 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 episode specifically really just makes me wonder how many badges they have in the inside of their coats at any time. More than one. They describe themselves here as like Department of the Interior. Later, they're um, Department of Health and Hospitals or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like they're like the the health inspector. Yeah, they're all over the damn place. But they both are like, yeah, Bigfoot's not real. It's funny that even on Supernatural, all the things out there that, you know, all the urban legends they do, they're just like, yeah, well, we, every, every hunter worth his salt knows that uh, Bigfoot's not real. Bigfoot is definitely not real, except until they find the print, which is a giant foot. I think, I think Sam says even like, that's a Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> but if they, well, they follow these tracks to like uh, a vandalized uh, like liquor store, right? Or a convenience store. Yep, it's, I think it's actually a liquor store, yeah, because it's just full of booze and porn. Yeah. Um, and they see, yeah, all the booze is gone, and like the whole rack of um, porno mags is gone. So they're like, what the hell is going on here? And they also find a gigantic clump of fur. So they're just like, <laughs> the boys, they, they find all of this in this vandalized liquor store. They walk outside. Dean steals a fifth of of, uh, of course he does. Just he just like, casually picks does. one out of the, the the thing and just puts it in his coat. And yeah, just dumbfounded, these huge men sit on this tiny bench and just look around like, huh? 
hmm, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and that's when the little girl rides by with her uh, basket on her bicycle full of liquor and porno max. <laughs> and like, when we say little girl, like we're probably talking like eight, nine, ten years old, like a little girl, like does not need to be driving around with, or excuse me, biking around with liquor and porno mags. So the boys, obviously, they, they tail her back to the uh, the back of the store where she puts down all of the uh, the stolen stolen goods with a note that just says, sorry. Uh, and then she rides off uh, away into town. So, you know, they're like, okay, well, we gotta, we gotta follow this little girl home, right? Um, so they follow that little girl home, and... Uh, well, they go. To, they, they, this part is so weird because they go and they knock on their her door, and eventually, oh, like we don't have to breeze over all of it, but eventually they're like, "Hey, can we come in?" Yeah, like they, she, they, where are your parents? They're in Bali. <laughs> like, can we yeah. come in? Oh yeah, my teddy bear is uh, real, real sick. Are you here to fix my teddy bear? Yeah. Like, when yeah. Dean's like, "Oh yeah, we're, we're teddy, bear, teddy doctors. bear doctors." <laughs> It's Sam trying to roll with it. Like, the boys are really good with, like, improvising off of each other. But Sam is like, wait, what did you just say? And they just, like, work is, their way this, into this, this girl's really house. Good. Shouldn't she know not to talk yeah, to they, strangers? She, uh, she doesn't, apparently. And she, she brings them in to her teddy bear who has come to life. And um, they take them to this bedroom. And the teddy bear, teddy bear is there in this bedroom and it's a like a full on like full teddy bear suit yeah, giant like head the whole nine watching uh like the news and just crying and yelling at the TV like can you believe this like the world <laughs> this is, is so, so sad <laughs> he's just drinking and he's just drinking and watching the news which like hey teddy bear it's 2017 yeah. I'm right there same brother you. same I have to do too <laughs> I, I, know. I feel you. You had no idea what was coming in 2008. Like, oh. we had hope back then. Now we ain't got shit. <laughs> we had actual hope. <laughs> the The best line here is the teddy bear just getting increasingly aggravated and finally saying, like, why am I here? Why Why do I even exist? Yeah, why and am I alive? Little girl Audrey. Little girl Audrey just yelled at him, four tea parties. <laughs> is that all there is? <laughs> I love this teddy bear so much. Like I don't. I, I remember watching this and just thinking to myself, like, what in the fuck is happening in this episode? It, it's so bizarre, so weird. Like, what is gonna? What? What is? What else is going to happen in this? Thankfully, the boys do the right thing here, and they're like, "Hey, is there an adult you can stay with?" Okay, great. Go to your neighbor's <laughs> house because we don't want you staying in this house alone with this fucking bear. Not before they have like a like an audible conversation about if they should shoot the bear or not. Like, how do we kill it? Oh yeah, I forgot. What about if we that. burn it and it doesn't and it doesn't die? <laughs> They're just whispering and then just the yeah. Do we do we kill it? Do we burn it? And then it's finally like it's I don't really, think the bear really is good. the problem here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So they they find out that this Audrey chick, this little girl, has uh, like threw something in the wishing well, which is also why her parents are in Bali because they threw a coin in the wishing well and wished to go to Bali. They go to the um, this Chinese restaurant, and Dean decides to test this by throwing a coin in, and <laughs> he tells Sam like I'm not going to tell you what it is, but then instantly someone walks in and is like, got a jalapeno uh, salami sandwich here, yeah. and Dean's like, that's for me. Some weird like, super what specific a weirdly thing. specific. Thing. Well, that's the thing. He wanted it to be ultra specific to make sure that it was the real deal. Because Dean's a smart boy. Super funny. Yeah. Dean's just, Dean's actually pretty smart in this whole thing. And, like, has this conversation with Dean. I think this is now. Um, 
maybe it's a little bit later, but they have this conversation at some point where Dean asks Sam, like, what would you wish for? Yeah, he asks like, I'm him, sure you want to wish to be... Exactly. Like, your girlfriend to be alive, to be a lawyer or whatever. And he's like, no, I would wish for Lilith's head on a plate. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, Sam. Okay, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to prove? But yeah, it is interesting that that's kind of always... That's what Sam wanted was was the regular life. To that's why he ran away in the first place, uh, and now him saying like no, like I can't even relate to that person anymore. I just want Layla dead. Like that's all I want. But he doesn't wish on it because he says no, it wouldn't be real. And um, as dramatic as and he's I find it, being, I find it really interesting that Dean. This is what Dean wants for Sam at this yeah. point. Like Dean still feels like he's stuck back in that I'm about to die situation, and I want the best life for you possible. Kind of kind of vibe. Which is sad to see Dean struggle and. Before, it's always just been the world that's keeping Sam from being happy in Dean's eyes, and now it's like Sam is actively fighting against what Dean thinks is best for him. Um, But they don't really dwell too long on that. It's just they move along to the fact that these wishes are are going bad pretty fast. And uh, Dean was, I think, smart enough to wish for something pretty inconsequential, um, and he just starts puking up. The uh, the foot long sub that he the ate, sandwich. which yeah. he ate that in the Chinese food restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the owner of the restaurant comes up and is like, "I'm sorry, you cannot eat this food here." He's like, well, I'm not he's gonna. Like, you can't eat outside uh, food in here. And he's like, "Well, I'm certainly not gonna eat the inside food." And he tries to find his uh, health inspector badge so that they can shut down this man's fucking business, his livelihood, so that they can do their spooky supernatural shit. And it works. Like they 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 drain the fountain and they find this coin that neither one of them are able to pick up. Like it's stuck to the bottom of this thing. And uh, Sam makes an etching of it and then realizes, "Hey, wait! I think I figured something out." Dean, you investigate the Babylonian coin. I'm going to go to the hot the, the, the locker room where all the chicks get naked at, which seems like a reversal of roles. To yeah, me, but whatever. Yeah. Okay, I think he's like uh, Dean. I can't trust you to do this, so I'm going to go do it. Also, probably that. Yeah. Um, I do like that we get this whole uh, scene where um, Sam shows up again. We're we're in a locker room. There's a different woman now who's like, you know, showering, toweling off or whatever. And this time Sam is there, spooks the chick, but then finds out like, oh, there's a dude here. Like it's like the most pimply faced little boy that you've ever seen. He's like 14. And Sam is like, did you really use a wish to be able to turn yourself invisible to spy on chicks? (laughs) Like, what you have the internet it's 2008 yeah. what are you doing <laughs> sam is like this is sam in full chisel chest mode like he just looks gigantic next to this kid just being like what the fuck are you doing get out of here and he's just like gonna put some pants on <laughs> after we don't we, we talk a little bit about the the sexual aspect of the show but like there's a lingering glance yeah he right? just like, like sam looks he down just looks at like, this dude's dick and is like Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sam Sam does a visual measurement yeah. is what I'm going to say yes. is happening yeah. right here. Sam looks down and is like, that is four and a half soft. Maybe six and a half. <laughs> right? Yeah. He takes a long enough look to then decide, I'm not fucking interested. Let's move along here. <laughs> <laughs> he decided that he wasn't interested. It didn't start that way. So while Sam was uh, threatening teenagers yeah. <laughs> with their dick size, Dean has done all of the research. Which again, reversal of roles. But I like I like Dean being a little bit more you know effective in this little part. Yeah, I imagine him got. just stuck He's- on the toilet reading these ancient tomes. <laughs> On Sam's laptop, yeah. Sam is like, "Why did you take this into the toilet with you?" <laughs> She's gonna so t- kill two birds, man. <laughs> uh, 
Dean has figured out that it's a Babylonian coin. Blah 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 blah. Like it doesn't really doesn't really matter. Um, basically, the way to fix it is they have to find the first person that wished on it. Um, we get this break, and two things happen. Number one, there's like a three minute scene where the teddy bear. It just has found a gun somehow and tries to kill himself by blowing his brains out. But of course, the teddy bear doesn't have any brains. Yeah. It's just stuffing. So he can't die. <laughs> and he, he shoots himself in the face and he just screams, Why? <laughs> it's so dark. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so dark. It's so fucking oh. dark and I love it. Jesus, that's my kind of humor. They man. were like just a, having a teddy fun bear with that it. just has it. Oh God! An existential crisis. I love it so much. It's so fucking great. That's reason enough for them to put a stop to this thing. <laughs> the second thing that happens is that Dean has a nightmare about hell, and um, like is kind of going through like a oh no 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 thing in his sleep when Sam wakes him up, and Dean says that he is tanned, rested, and ready, which. Uh, fans of the show might remember is uh, was the presidential ca- campaign slogan of one Bobby Jindal, former governor That's of Louisiana, right. my state, and also a play on words from the Nixon campaign slogan, which Dean, Dean, <laughs> please, Dean, please. Um, <laughs> a quick question, Dean, please, <laughs> Dean, please, excuse me, <laughs> well, um, please. So yeah, they um. To, to make a long hunt short, they find out that the dude who was uh, the nerd making out with the hot chick at the uh, at the restaurant, he was the first guy to, to throw it in. And that's because they're kind of vetting everybody who they've seen affected by the uh, by the list. And they see that the this dude's engagement to the hot chick was um, was before – it was like a month before anybody else had anything. They go to his house. He's got this crazy yeah. coin collection. And he now basically has a crazy fiancé because, as we've seen, all the wishes have a dark side to them. And he wished that she would love him more than anything. And when you love something more than anything, it can make you a little bit crazy. And it's clearly not a healthy relationship. So He's basically begging her to do anything but worship him. Yeah. Like, what did you do before you were all into me? And she's like, I was just all into you. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, this dude is a sleazeball, but he's also, like, half not a sleazeball. Because he's like, I want you to love other things. Like, if this relationship was genuine, he'd be a nice guy. But it's not, so it's shitty. <laughs> I want I want you to be 100% yourself, except for the 10% that didn't love me before and now does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want you to be exactly the same as you always were, except you're totally in love with me and you'll do anything with your hot bod that I tell yeah. you to. Like, yeah. super gross, dude. Like, super even gross. if you just 10% mind control somebody, they're still, still mind control. This, this guy is an interesting B character just because it ends up just being his choice to not do it in the end. Um, yeah. And it's like, it's so easy now to just be like, yeah, this is gross. That's awful. Um, but I guess it just, it, it makes for good, like, I don't know, sci-fi horror short story to have the dude uh, who's super gross realize, wow, this is super gross and this is not real and this is wrong and just shut it all off. It doesn't really redeem him, but it's um, more interesting than Sam or Dean just making him do it, which they basically do make him do it. But in the end, it's him who comes to the decision. Well, and we get some, uh, we get some good mileage out of it too, because he says like, 
as they're as they, they basically we have this whole scene with them and the chick thinks that they are wedding planners and they're not whatever they finally like get this dude in the car she overhears them saying like you have to do this you have to make this right which is going to pl- come into play later in the episode but on the way back to the thing uh back to the coin he says like you guys have it so easy like you guys are fucking like these are wonderful handsome hunks that I, I, I how am i supposed to compete like this chick doesn't even i went to school with this chick for 12 years and she has no idea who i am until i did this like this doesn't happen to you your lives are so easy and then both dean and sam are like our lives are not fucking easy okay we may be hunks but we are not having great lives. These stellar looks are not a blessing <laughs> but i like i like the the kind of push and pull of this a little bit like the guy is still a skis bag yeah like, let's not yes. excuse any kind of mind control whatsoever no, 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 no. like d- dudes like like there is no such thing as a friend zone just be friends with chicks and they'll date you if they want to like that's all you have to remember like it's that easy yes. but like I like this whole thing of him being like kind of bummed out about this whole thing because he eventually does make the right decision. She instantly doesn't know who he is, and he's like he he walks out of this at the end like fucking Charlie Brown yeah. with the do 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 do, and that's <laughs> he's so fucking yeah. sad. It's um, it's interesting that they that they went for all that stuff, but yeah, dude is uh dude's really bummed out, but he he deserves it. He deserves to be bummed out. He deserves to be bummed out. Uh, also, seen all of this. Sam got struck by lightning and died. Well, I mean, I was going to get into that. Like on their way to the thing, um, they number one, they run over the invisible guy, which <laughs> yeah. I think is pretty funny. <laughs> on the way back to the coin, and then uh, the guy is saying, "Like, well, what harm can come from everybody getting their wishes?" And we had previously seen this little dude get chased around by some kids, and then subsequently seen him chasing those same bullies back. Now we see him literally lifting a car or like a suburban that all these bullies are in and flipping it over. And he apparently his name is Todd because he yells at the camera, kneel before Todd, which Chris, uh, I want you to like, we've been talking about getting a little bit more, um, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking studious for this show, like doing a little bit more research and calling out actors, names and actresses and things like that. So I just I just want to mention that on the Wikipedia, God. when Dean tells excuse me when um <clears throat> when Todd flips over the car he starts yelling kneel before Todd. This is in reference to the DC comic Superman villain General Zod who has a habit of telling everyone to kneel before Zod. Oh my God! So just in case you didn't, fantastic! Know. So I'm so happy. <laughs> just wanted you to make sure that you knew that. I thought you were going to tell me the actor's name or something. I was like, yeah, all right. Nope, 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 not at sure all. Thing. I am looking at the Wikipedia now. This is this is very interesting. Uh, the 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 pale ginger boy is uh he's a, he's an all right all right looking teen. His name is Callum something or other on Wikipedia or IMDb is cutting it off here. Let's look at Todd. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Todd Todd mm-hmm. grew up, uh, but he still looks like that same little boy. Okay, all right. Moving on. Todd grew up and is also on a future episode of Supernatural. I don't know if he's still playing Todd or not. I didn't look that no far way. into it, but he's totally playing. No way. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 on two episodes. That's yeah, fantastic. <laughs> He comes back as um, uh, season eight or something like that. I didn't. I don't huh. have it up right now, but yeah. Well, what do you know? So they they break here, and Sam is still trying to convince our our boy to you know take away the wish. And Dean deals with this Todd kid who just like punches the shit out of him, which is a really funny thing. Uh, on the way into the store, into this like restaurant to take away the coin sam literally gets struck by lightning and dies which is the second time that sam Winchester has died which i think is very cool yeah uh just gets rocked right out of his shoes literally out of his shoes literally 
Out of shoes. <laughs> out of shoes. Uh, yeah, this was the. Um, we didn't even bother to name her, but this is the the guy that this chick. The, the, excuse me, the chick that this guy kind of mind wiped into loving him. Uh, she went and made a wish that Sam would die so that they could be together forever. Yeah. And the guy realizes, like, hey, this is probably not cool. Um, her name's Hope, and his name is Wesley, I believe. If that helps. Thank you. If that helps at all. I mean, I was just on the IMDb, so, you know. <laughs> I picked up a thing or two. <laughs> I picked up a thing or two in my travels. And this is pretty much it, right? Yeah. Um... They the guy pulls the the coin back and, and everything is undone. The teddy bear becomes a teddy bear again. The parents return from Bali. Uh, Dean teaches Todd sunburned how shit. to uh, or Dean like sets it up so that Todd doesn't have to be like a psychopath of power and the the kids won't bully him anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, everything goes back to the way it was, but with you know a little bit of a, uh, a negative twist on it. But I think all in all, everybody is pretty much okay. Um, Hope might be yeah, scarred Sam for comes a back while, to life, but we, sh- we should mention. Yeah, um, <laughs> Sam does come back from. Yeah, he's not. He's not a ghost for the rest of the season. Which I'm surprised they haven't done a ghost season yet. Well, one of the brothers is a goddamn ghost for the whole thing. Anyway, um, they. Uh, yeah, every, everything's fine. Everything's fine, and then we get to have our little heart to heart on the pier at the end. Chris, I love this heart to heart. It's um. So we we we've set it up over the last. This is episode eight. Uh, we've set it up over the last seven episodes that Dean obviously remembers what he did in hell like or he at least has some knowledge of what 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 was done to him or what he did whatever mm-hmm. S- refusing to tell sam about it an angel had to intervene and tell sam like hey you got to get this out of him so now he tells sam like hey you're right i shouldn't have kept this from you i shouldn't have told you this lie i should not have lied i should have i should have just told you that i remember and sam's like great yeah okay what happened and dean's like not going to tell yeah. you <laughs> i love it yeah, I think he says something about, like, we're not talking about a bad day. We're talking about hell. And he's he's really... It's a powerful scene because it's a it's it's honest and it's also very pragmatic without, you know, just without spilling the beans. He says, yes, okay. Like you just said, Dean understands that he's always mad when Sam puts up these walls. He's also... He doesn't like his little brother nagging at him. Um... But he and he knows he knows it's time to just say okay yeah you're right I'm having nightmares or whatever and and I remember it I remember all of it but I cannot talk about this so just be aware that I know and just please don't bring it up again and the way that they that Dean walks away and the way that Sam follows him all I could see was Sam as like the little brother and Dean like storming off being like you know up shouldering the world and then Sam like kind of jogging to keep up with him because he's like oh no big brother it's just like it put this divide there, even though he was opening up and being honest in a way separated them even further because this whole time Sam is thinking, I can help. I'm here. I can shoulder this with you. And then Dean saying like, absolutely fucking not. No, you can't. This is just on me. Yep. I'm in this bottle of whiskey. <laughs> the, the quote that I wrote down was, uh, you wouldn't understand and I could never make you. Yeah. Understand. I wrote that down too. Like you, you- <laughs> You would, uh, you would literally, like, you have not been to hell. Like, you haven't experienced this four months, which Lilith described as me in 40 years. Like, that's insanity. Like, you, you have no idea, you have no capacity to understand this thing that I've gone through. So, yes, I remember it. No, I won't tell you. Please stop asking me. Like, that's just a, 
it's such a Dean thing at this point, like just to like to say like yes, I acknowledge this, but also don't want to deal with it at yeah. all. Like because it's you should probably talk about this shit. Like you should find somebody that you can talk about with. Like and I think that should be Sam's reaction, which is talk to Bobby. You know, go find Joe. Go find Ellen. <laughs> talk like, to go talk to somebody. Talk to Castiel. Just dial a wrong number. Go fucking talk to Castiel about it. Yeah. Post on a fan uh, fiction. Just talk forum. to somebody about this. <laughs> Go write it in your book about Leave some shit in the comments of a Pornhub video. <laughs> and don't forget to smash And don't forget like to smash that like button. <laughs> yeah, Dean, Dean should be talking about this, but I, I really like the fact that he just told Sam straight up, like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about this with you. It's not, it's not going to happen. Can we talk about Sam's face right here, too? <laughs> is, he doing, is he doing hard Sam face? Oh man, he's he is puppy dog. Just died. Dad went out for a pack of cigarettes. Didn't come back. <laughs> Mom is on meth. Just get f- flat tire on my Impala. Like he is the saddest dude in the world. I saw this this tweet going around today that said, with the uh, advent of self driving vehicles, eventually there's going to be a country song where a, uh, a truck drives itself away from the owner, <laughs> which I think is very funny, but also exactly describes Sam's face right now. He is literally a country song, like just brought to <laughs> That's life. That's fantastic. He's about to talk about his blue jeans any second now. <laughs> hey, Dean, what rhymes with Levi's? <laughs> These eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well that's that's all i've got do you want to do you want to do some final thoughts on these three yeah they're uh, a before good we, good couple episodes not too much meta plot there i mean we get it maybe we get meta plot in uh the great pumpkin but it is is minor it's not minor but it's it's not in a lot of the episode like a lot of that episode is just a hunt so it feels like we just watched three hunts two of them were a little bit silly but we still we get enough of, of the good stuff to, to keep you going, to keep you wanting more. And as much as I, I really do love the good stuff, the meta plot, I think I enjoy the show the most when it's just following a hunt, when the boys are investigating something, when they're solving a mystery. Even though I've seen these all a million times and I know how they're all going to end, it's still fun to watch them go through the steps of it all. And I just enjoy that aspect of the show. And these are prime examples of that formula working really well. Yeah, this is this is classic Monster of the Week material, but they are some of the best Monsters of the Week that we've seen so mm-hmm. far. Like, even if one is, like, a witch, and the second one is literally a coin, and like, I, right? Like yeah, I wonder if they almost do more uh, lighthearted hunts. Not lighthearted hunts, but they're not hunting a den of vampires or something like that. Um, it's just, you know, fixing a magic coin, and uh, Dean's really scared of a ghost or everything, whatever it is, um, because of when they do tap into the meta plot it is so heavy and dark um that yeah. it's like they have to keep some of it light or you know maybe they just we're getting good at writing fun episodes i don't know well and it's 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 also that they're getting better at incorporating our meta plot into the monster of the week episodes yeah. like we've we've always seen the 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 structure of these episodes has always been like at the beginning there's a thing that happens and then we do a bunch of stuff about the thing. Maybe we talk about like the overall meta plot during the while we hunt the thing, but mostly we'll save that for the end of the episode. Now we're getting it kind of bookended and also like kind of scattered throughout, and like where it kind of comes up 
based on, and they're not subtle about this. Like we saw this whole episode in the last week's episode of the podcast where like, they're literally hunting like Sam's problem. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what they're doing. Like they're not subtle about this stuff. And they, um, Sam wanting to, you know, this wishful thinking bullshit. Like it's, it's the same stuff. mm -hmm. Like we, we, we know what this is, but it's better incorporated into the main episode before like season one especially like you could just you could miss three episodes and pick back up and have a pretty good idea of what's going on even season two as long as you catch the road so far at the beginning of the episode you're probably okay uh now seasons three and especially season four you can't miss an episode because even when it's just the one-off monster of the week thing like if you would skip this one thinking oh i've seen these episodes before you would miss the moment where dean tells sam about hell or or that he remembers it um there's always something. Or in the last episode, you, you would miss that Castiel was there to, yeah. basically to support yeah. Dean and not vice versa. There's, like That's an important distinguishment. There's a lot of distinction, um, excuse me. Of little things thrown in there that are, are very vital. And it's like they're, they're not going to waste screen time anymore. Obviously, we still have silly things here and there or, or wasted shots. The show's not perfect. But they, yeah, they don't, they don't waste as much time on things that don't matter like they did in season one where they make a whole episode about not Sam and Dean and what they're doing. They make the episode about like the, uh, the boy who drowned in the lake. Like that's the story of that episode is not about Sam and Dean. It's these two dudes who show up and solve the mystery of a boy who drowned in a lake and is now his ghost is coming back. Like it's, it's different now and the structure is so much better and yeah, they're not wasting any time. Yeah, this, this, this is all good. The rest of the season, I think, is going to continue this trend mm-hmm. of solid Monster of the Week episodes with some really good metaplot stuff incorporated throughout, if not straight up just about the, the metaplot, mm-hmm. which I think the next episode, I Know What You Did Last Summer is. Yeah. Uh, just for the listeners out there, we're going to cover the next three. So that's I Know What You Did Last Summer, Heaven and Hell, and Family Remains. So stay tuned next week, or if you're watching with us, go ahead and knock those three out so to, that you can uh, be all up to date. I used to say that Family Remains was one of my favorite episodes uh, in terms of Monster of the Week. I used to think it was the scariest one. I will see if that holds up. Yeah, I'll be interested in the, if that if that holds up. I I remember this episode, but it doesn't stick out of my mind like the following episode, which is called Chris Angel is a Douchebag. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. I'll, be, I'll be curious which one's going to be better. All right. You want to finish this up? Any last thoughts? No, I think I'm good. You've been listening to Monster of the Week. You can find the podcast at monsteroftheweek.cool. That has links to all of our social media, previous episodes, and basically anything else you would want to know about the show. You can click the shirts link on that website to go find our very super cool, awesome, and incredible t-shirts that we have for sale. More are going up all of the time. If you like those and don't want them on a t-shirt but want them on a coffee cup or... I don't know, like a f- iPhone case or something. Just you know, <laughs> give me, a, give me, give me a nudge, and we can see if we can make that happen for you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for everybody for leaving, leaving iTunes reviews. It's very, very nice. We really appreciate it. We love you. This has been uh, just basically like the most amazing podcast, right? Like this has been super fun, yeah. right, Chris? Yeah, this is uh, this has been incredibly rewarding, and it's been the best possible uh, excuse and outcome for rewatching Supernatural. So. Um Absolutely. Thank you, Absolutely. thank you. I talk about it a lot, but, for but man, everybody who who listened to this and, and made this fun because I reached a certain point where I thought that I might not ever finish Supernatural after years of loving the show and following it and rewatching it. I just I'd fallen behind. I thought I guess I don't care anymore. But being able to do this and being able to to interact with people and talk to you, Jeremy, has been like the best way to realize how much I loved this this TV show. It's just like the old phrase: if you love something. Do a podcast. About yes, it. I'm getting right, that. Just, I'm getting that. That's what your mom always told carved you. Carved right? on my grave. <laughs> I don't know.
Yeah, right next to, uh, do you want me to go to our side yeah, or something? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Again, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, you can hit me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can hit Chris at t- on Twitter at Local Bones. You can hit the podcast on Twitter at MOTWcast. Thank you. We'll be back next week with three more episodes. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Okay, I. So, you know, you know me. You've known me. We, we've we've done a lot of podcasts. We talk a lot on Twitter. Yep. Obviously, mm-hmm. you you know me pretty well. Um, we've spent and, over forty hours on a microphone together. I just want you. That's to, right. Yeah, just want you to know that. that's a lot of time. <laughs> so lot you of time. you know me. You know me as well as anybody, and you know that I'm never hyperbolic, never mm. over dramatic, never melodramatic. No. Mm. So when I say this, what I'm about to tell you, you know that I'm being like you know dead serious, and yep. I'm not screwing around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think. I'm burning alive in this room right now. I is think my, okay? my my skin is actually boiling from oh, the no. heat and the intensity of it. Um, do you need some? So do you need some aloe? If <laughs> <laughs> so, if I sound like I'm about to go dark side or something, that's it's why. because you're literally about to go dark side. Yeah, by which we mean tanned, rested, and ready. Tanned, which Dean says. It says in this episode, by the way. Wait, did he really? Did he really say that? Yeah, Dean totally says tanned, rested, and ready. And these—I don't know—I don't know if it's the first one, but um, when he's having the nightmares about hell, and Sam wakes him up, and he's like, "What's going on?" He's like, "I'm tanned, rested, and ready, man." Oh yeah, he totally does. <laughs> I was wondering why that stuck out to me. I didn't even put it together that we had already talked about this. That you have a T-shirt Wait, for it. <laughs> so weird <laughs> that Dean was quoting presidential campaigns. <laughs> like what? That's amazing. He's, he's just like one of us. I'm just going to stay here in my old buildings. Yeah, everything. Like, this place is like 1890, I think it was built. So, um, if it's not hot, it's at least haunted, right? Hey, that's funny. That's the, that's the year I was born. 1890. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. everybody. Um, yeah, sorry, everybody. Whoops. All of our so opinions. when I I it was what Friday night or Saturday? I can't remember when I got the uh, invite. So I immediately I signed mm-hmm. up because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. But it was just I was just doing something else. I was with Jess. I don't know what we were doing. And um, hold on. you guys so are I, super young. You guys are super young, so you probably were doing a bunch of drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. AKA watching YouTube videos in bed. <laughs> like, I, like I said, drugs. <laughs> That's what we tell. Yeah, we were actually just doing uh, drugs. Uh, and secretly, yeah, it's just, yeah, we're just watching like, drugs. supernatural videos in bed. Um, too busy doing uh, drugs. No, I just, yeah, sorry guys. I was too busy just being like totally uh, just so f- wasted, you know. You guys know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I face wasted. Face, is the, the, you know, what the kids call them. I was. I, you have your, um, your 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 twisty misters. Yep. Your uh, uh, waste facers. 
Smackerjacks. Your Smackerjacks. You guys, I know that I, I know that you probably think head, head pullers. I know you guys think probably like Chris. I know we know you're pretty cool. You're doing a supernatural podcast, but like in case you weren't toe tinglers. In case you weren't aware, you know I got the toe tinglers. I got the 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 you know the bucket jammers. You know I've done mm-hmm. everything. So if you ever have any, I'm basically like Jim Morrison. And frisky amiibos. Frisky amiibos. <laughs> is it? You know that one's pretty fresh, so you might not have totally yeah, you, caught. If that one sounds like strange, it's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, me and Jeremy know, but like you guys might not have caught on yet. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll probably be making its way into you know into the, the local scene soon. So mm-hmm. yeah. happy Fourth of July, Chris. Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> are you? Uh, are you? Are you excited to celebrate the birth of our nation? We're yeah, be, I can't uh, wait. I'm we're gonna, gonna be 2017 years old today, tomorrow. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, I'm posting that on Facebook. Can't believe America's been around for 2017 years. Happy birthday! Somebody, uh, somebody added me on Twitter the other day and said, I don't remember what I was talking about, but I said something like actually something, something. And they were like, yeah, that's how you know somebody's a terrible person because they start a sentence with the word actually. (laughs) And I was like, yep, absolutely. That's true. Twitter just sent me an email that said, Hey, maybe you should follow Justin Bieber. Hey, Twitter, why don't you mind your own fucking business? All right. (laughs) Like what? Is he part of the SPN family? I don't think so. (laughs) Number one, I already do. Number two, <laughs> lay off. <laughs> Damn. That's a lot of amiibos. That's yeah. some Funko shit in there, too. Is that Khaleesi? No, that's a Witcher. That's not that's Khaleesi. Geralt of Rivia, you fucking yeah. piece of that's, shit. That's, that's, that's Gestalt. Is that, that's you, how you say it? You know that that's not his name, all right? Jeremy, it's, his name is Geralt of Rivia. I bet you don't even know Geralt? we got his name, all right? <laughs> Next to him is Jennifer Vangerberg, his girlfriend, yeah. his canon girlfriend. Then it's Leon no, Scott no, Kennedy. It's not, not true. And then it's the uh, Red Knight, I guess, from Dark Souls 3. Who, I don't even who, like who those pop two, figures. <laughs> who are those two dorks in the background? Mulder and Scully. <laughs> <laughs> who? It looks like it looks like Jeremy and Autumn. For it's, <laughs> I keep wheezing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it does look like Jeremy and Autumn. That's great. <laughs> what is this? Uh, what is this gamer keyboard that you have? Are you are you gaming in the dark? So you have to have a bad oh my oh my keyboard. My, my gaming rig. <laughs> yeah, Steve gave yeah, me this when he this? Uh, oh he hooked me God. up with his with his computer. He gave me the sweet gaming. Uh, keyboard the uh the a is like a delta sign from half-life what is this <laughs> it's just a fucking it's just sweet gear dude this? it's called the cm storm <laughs> short for chris Mosier. <laughs> like i should go outside and interact with the Are world sure? But or you could just play near. You know, I've just that's, been, a, that's a fun game. I've just been getting into Final Fantasy fourteen a little bit. I said I wasn't gonna talk about it and then you can, you can cut and this. And then you immediately you talked can, about it. You can cut this part out. Because <laughs> no, I just realized <laughs> I just realized, you know, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It doesn't matter. People could say they want to play with me, but like it's never gonna happen because I'm I am constantly isolating myself when I play video games. Also, I'm signing up to play with my good pal Steve, so no sweat. Uh Steve can you be a little bit more specific? I know a lot of Steves. Uh, Steven Norman Horn, my best friend for 20 oh. years. Wow. 
I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't prepared for the middle name. Chris, you should buy in here. I don't know why you have it yet. I, have, I don't know why I haven't yet either. I just literally just looking at Amazon earlier, like, hmm, I should probably buy near, huh? But I just bought. You should. You should. Man, I just bought uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, which I can't believe I did. Like, I went from like two weeks ago. So you being, did buy it? Yeah, I bought it. I haven't like wow. put in my code or anything yet, but I, uh, I just decided that I like wanted. I just wanted to do it because I I played it for a couple hours yesterday, um, and a little bit on Friday, and was just kind of I was not interacting with anybody, and just leveling up and like learning about what I was supposed to do, and I was like, you know what, I could probably play this for a little while like i could play the content of it It, i can't ever imagine being into an mmo the way i was when i was like in high school and college when i played world of warcraft because i just like had nothing but time back then so i was just playing video games um but now i could definitely see myself enjoying it um as something to like put a podcast on and like go do some quests or whatever and relax um chris can i interrupt you for a second sure you are not on the chomp chain podcast i don't care about video games right now oh I'm Jeremy Greer. Fuck. Hi, I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Did I, you drop your mic? I know. I knocked over a pop figure right when I went to fucking speak. Oh, my God. Which which one was it? It was which Dean. Was it? Dean, please. <laughs> Dean, please. <laughs> Sorry. All right. <sighs> you ready? Jesus you ready? Christ. Yeah. You ready? Yes. You ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> are you having a beer tonight? Are you are you relaxing? I'm you know, not that relaxed. I did. I was looking for some beer, but I didn't see any, so I might have had some berry. Damn. But yeah. Okay. Just just checking. Okay. I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week. The pod. Nope. Shit. Poop. <laughs> you fucked me up. I I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, you fucked me up. Okay, take three. Okay, let's okay, do this. Okay. Man, now there's so much pressure on. Like, I have to come up with something funny to talk about, but um, it's it's not always easy. It's not always easy to be this handsome and charming. No, you know, it's it's a it's like a full time job being like this you know these to quote sam winchester these stellar looks are not a blessing you just you're just trying to go about your day and i know J- jeremy can relate to you know it's not just me a couple couple hunks on the on the television show a couple hunks on the podcast you know we're not tooting our horn we're just repeating what people say to us and uh, jesus christ i can't even fall through that what a douchebag <laughs> so you know we just we try our best we, we get out there every day we sharpen our jaw lines you know these things are tight these things are lined up and they go on for days. And you know, we're just trying to to take this 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 curse and make something good out of it. The curse of course being, you know, that we're huge fans of Supernatural and and not a better TV show like Breaking Bad or something. I don't know. So that's um, you know, that's just how it is and that's I know that that you guys love us and we appreciate that, you know. Um I know that we're basically what gets you through the day. And, um, uh, I don't know. I gotta stop now. Jeremy, you back yet? He's not back. Or he is, and he's just letting me talk. 
Um, we love you guys. Hopefully, you won't cut the nice part out. We love you guys, and I was just kidding about all the stuff I said. And um, this has been so much more fun and so much more rewarding to be able to share Supernatural with everybody. Jeremy's going to be mad that I'm not being funny. Um, we love you. And he always says it. Maybe I don't say it enough, but, you know, I love you too. So, Jeremy, you back it? <clears throat> well, he's... Hey, what's up? This is Monster of the Week. Yo, 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 this is Jay Greasy in the cut with my boy Chris. It's with Chris and Jeremy. What's up, guys? I'm Chris, but you can call me CM Storm. They just talk all Sam and Dean. Not an enlargement, a reduction. I've got a Tyrannosaurus prick. They started season four.